to the Think Outside the Blue Box podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony Rivera. I'm the lead videographer and editor here at, at Blue Box Digital. And um, I just want to welcome you to the first episode ever of the Think Outside the Blue Box podcast. If you haven't watched the intro, go ahead and, and head over there and, and watch the quick little intro. Um, just kind of explaining what this podcast is, is going to be about, what, what my expectations are for it, and um, you know, just a little bit of overview of, of what, what, uh, what this podcast is. But real quickly, um, this is basically a creative podcast. I want this to be a creative space for any industry, music, uh, uh, filmmaking, painting, any, any, anything artistic. Uh, I want to I wanna feature, feature it here. And um, today we're actually going to be talking about the power of music. And later on in the show, I actually have an interview with a good friend of mine, John Russo, uh, which is a singer. He's dedicated his his entire life to singing, and and um, him and I we we've done some some work together uh, on blue, some Blue Box uh, music specials. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, they're on YouTube. But this year, um, we decided to do a second Christmas special for Blue Box, and we actually shot that. But before we shot it, um, I actually sat him down and and we talked a little bit about the power of music and what what his. Uh, what his experience has been with music and how it's changed his life, how it's kind of shaped uh, his journey. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting story. So hang on or uh, uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to be playing that interview a little bit later in the show. Um, but I wanted to, um, you know, today, today is going to be um, an episode about the power of music. And I personally think that music is a, a very, a very interesting genre because it, at, at the very root of it, um, it's just sounds, you know, it's just sounds that either people emit with instruments or people emit with their voices, which is also an instrument. Um, and it, it has this visceral phenomenon that happens when you, when you listen to a, a good song that hits you just right. And, you know, you, you get those goosebumps on your arms and, and sometimes you can even get um, emotional because the, the, it's so powerful. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because when, when you listen to music, um, you normally listen to music that's in your language because you can understand it. You can sing along to it, and, and, and that's understandable. But when you take a song and you, you listen to a song that is recorded in a different language, uh, if you really, really sit down and listen to it, you can actually experience the the power, the emotion that the singer intended in in the song, um, even if you don't understand it. You know, and the, and and that to me is the, is the power of music. Um, when you when you when you're playing an instrument and you hit that note just right, you know you you can feel it. You know, it's a physical emotion. It's it's a physical reaction that your body has to it, and I I think it's it's worth exploring. I talk about it in, in my interview with John, but I actually watched a, uh, um, a documentary about the power of music. Um, let's see if I can find it. Yep. So the documentary is called Alive, and it's basically uh, these, um, these elder uh, people that, you know, they, they've lived in a, in a nursing home for a number of years, and they, they have dementia, they have Alzheimer's, and, and they have all these uh, uh, mental um, disorders and, and, and just mental ailments that prevent them from interacting or, or even remembering certain people in their lives. Um, 
And, you know, it, it was very powerful to me seeing uh, one of those guys completely comatose. You know, it, he was sitting in his chair. He had his head down. And if I find the clip, I'll, I'll go ahead and clip it in here. It was it was so so shocking to me that the, the guy was completely unresponsive. Um, he was looking down, it just it, it, completely unaware of what was happening around him, and and the nurses just kind of got used to that because I mean that's that's just his condition, you know. He's he he's been like that for a number of years, so it's it's become his normal uh, his normal life. He's just kind of shut everything out, and he's just kind of internalized everything. And the, these group of filmmakers walked in and they started playing some of the, and they put some headphones on him and they started playing some of the music from when, when he grew up, when, when he was little, you know, it, 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 it was some songs that, that he knew, um, and they knew that he knew and the reaction of this man just, you know, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just, just thinking about it here. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Yes, yeah, so. I found your music. You want, you want your music now? Okay. Let's try your music, okay? And then you tell me if it's too loud. Uh, the reaction from him, he his eyes opened. He he was very conscious and aware, and 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 you know he was he was even singing along with some of the songs. Obviously, because of his condition, he couldn't he couldn't really uh, sing and express himself. Uh, but he was reacting. You know, he was making noises. Immediately, he, he lights up, his face assumes expression, his eyes open wide, he, uh, he starts to, um, to sing and to rock and to move his arms, and he's being animated by the music. And he used to always sit on the unit with his head like this. He didn't really talk to much people, and then when I introduced the music to him, this is his, his reaction ever since. <laughs> That to me uh, showed me the power that music has in our in our brains and our biology, and I think it stems from from our evolution because we actually evolved with music. This this is something that we do uh, to to bring us together, to bring uh, the tribes together. You know, it, it was it was a way of celebration uh, after a good day's hunt, or or you know, it was it was a way of joy to bringing joy to the group, to the community, to the the the, the tribe, if you will. And I think that that has kind of uh, evolved with us uh, to the point where now it's just kind of ingrained in our biology. It's, it's kind of ingrained in our, um, our way of living. Uh, uh, music music's everywhere. And jo John and I also talked about this, but it, it's, it's therapeutic in a sense also because it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. There's going to be a song written about it. And when you when you listen to something like that, and you relate to the person that sang it or that sung it, um, and and just know that you're not the only person going through that that problem. You know, he also went through it, and and you know, um, it's just it's just a way to relate to other humans in a way that you you can't really with regular conversation. Um, it, music is just it, it's a universal language. 
uh, when, when you play an instrument and you learn the notes, those notes are not in a specific language. I mean, it's the language of music, but it's, it's a universal language, mean, meaning if you take that, that sheet music and you hand it to somebody in a different country that doesn't speak your language, they will be able to pick it up, play, play the notes exactly the way that the, the, the composer intended those to be played. So that, that to me, is, is very powerful. It's a uniting force. It, it, it unites us as a human race in a way that nothing else can. Um, and, and, you know, filmmaking and video, that, that has a unifying factor too, but that's, that's a little bit more of, of uh, um, a sensory experience. You know, you're, you're there and you're being uh, bombarded with visuals and, and, and hearing and, you know, the lights are down and it's just an experience as opposed to music where it can be listened to uh, anytime uh, when, when you're running uh, you can you can put on a song that'll get you hype, that'll get you pumped, uh, it'll get you through the, the the 20, 30 miles that you have to run. There's there's gonna be a song for you. There's gonna be a song that that will get you through whatever whatever you're doing. You know, everybody's so individualized now and and tribalized, but I think I think we all just keep coming back to music, and that that's that's important. Without further ado, this is my uh, this is my interview with uh, John Russo. Um, I hope you enjoy and stick around for the end of the, the interview because I'm going to come back and, and uh, share some news with you. So uh, without further ado, here's uh, Mr. John Russo. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the first episode, and we are here with my good friend, John Russo. Hi, Guy. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you so me. much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So today, I, I just want to take some time and uh, just kind of introduce you to the crowd. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit of what you what, what you do. I'm kind of nervous in front of a crowd. Yeah, it's okay. What I do, what I do is I uh, I croon. I'm a crooner, entertainer, crooner. entertainer guy. Where where do you uh, where do you typically spend your time? In the Suncoast region, I would say, you know, Tampa South, Fort Myers. Just came back from Fort Myers. What's the name of the, the place? Well, it was a private event. It's the Italian American Club in Fort Myers. Okay. At the Colonial Country Club. Third appearance, and I'll be there in February for uh, Valentine's Day. Awesome. Yeah. So John, John has obviously done some work for us. Uh, he's, he's kind of a regular here. We've had him a couple times, uh, and we're actually getting ready to shoot our Christmas special for 2021, so get subscribed to... to second annual. Second, yeah, second, second time. How many, how many views did we get last year? About 10,000. 10,000. About 10,000 views. I crossed my eyes, I thought it was 20,000. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have your, your glasses on. No, no. That's no, what it was. No. So how, how, did you, how did you begin with music, man? Tell us your story. Uh, well, I started tap dancing at five in Brooklyn, New yeah. York. But I just wanted to sing every song that I tap danced to. Yeah. I just kept singing until somebody listened to me and put me out there. <laughs> and what, what was your big break? Big break was in the Stevensville Country Club up in the Catskills. I was uh, working the lights for a show for a guy named Clive Baldwin, who was an Al Jolson impersonator. And I love Al Jolson, that's where I learned the music I sing. Nice. And I was putting the stanchions in on the stage so people could come up and dance to the music that we heard during the show. And I was singing along with it. And Mr. Dinnerstein, who was well over four feet, his cigar was about as long as he was tall, and he heard me sing, it was nice sound. And he put me in the lounge the next night. Nice. And that's where it started. That's where it started. Now I know you said in the originally when I first met you, man, you said that music is is a big part of your life, and it, it kind of changed your life. If it wasn't for music, sense. I wouldn't be here. 
Let's hear about that. Was it for music? I wouldn't be here. It's um, the most reliable thing in life. Yeah. For me. It's always been there. Every time you turn, it, look, the song is the same. It doesn't matter what what the speed is or what the the melody is the same. The words are the same. No matter what you go through in life, as far as I'm concerned, there's a song about it. So it humbles me too, you know, because it's not, I'm not the only person. The only thing that's happened to you know what I mean. It's just quiet down and just listen to the music and keep on moving. I think I think it's it's actually a unifying force because it doesn't matter what language a song is in, it, it, if it's powerful enough, it'll make you feel what what the singer intended. You know, it, it has that emotion. It's rhythm or melody. The rhythm, you know, people dance. You know, it doesn't matter what language you have. You start moving your buttons, start getting yeah, out there. Yeah, it gets you going. You know, people are smiling and moving and partying and having a good time. And um, if you have a broken heart, it's good music to listen to too. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. It's therapeutic. I know uh, Lori and I, Lori's here too. Who? Uh, <laughs> the champagne lady. Lori, champagne lady, she's here too. Uh, her and I were talking and uh, you know, there are certain songs that just, they get you every time, you know, and they, they, they incite so much emotion that it's, 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 it's a powerful force. And I was actually watching, and I wanted to discuss this with you, I was watching a documentary about the power of music and there was, there was a, uh, a group of, of young people that went to a nursing home and they started, yeah, they started playing some of the songs that some of the elderly people had grown up with. And some of the people were even non-responsive. They were just completely comatose. They, they don't, don't respond when, when people call their names. But as soon as they started playing that song, they just lit up, you know, their face just, it, it just, you can see it. I've had that experience firsthand. Yeah. There's uh, the Pines in uh, Sarasota. I was volunteering maybe once a month for a while, and um, it's a regular crowd, you know, you go into the dining room and they sit ringside, ooh, you know, it's nice. it possible. And there were instances where people um, were, I might say comatose, but incapacitated mentally. And uh, Blueberry Hill, I sang this song, this woman sat up in her wheelchair and just started bebopping. Uh, there was a woman who uh, had some kind of deficiency, back deficiency, she was bent over, scrunched over, as soon as I started speaking, she didn't talk to anybody, but she, as soon as I, she started belting out up. where she saw it, um, and people just, they just respond. I mean, there's an instance where I went to another um, assisted living place uh, and went in and spoke, uh, sang for this woman, Jean, who used to come in where I was singing, she's no longer able to go in, and her roommate hadn't been out of her room for two years, no makeup, didn't do her hair, kept the window closed, and I started singing and she started combing her hair. Putting on, I could get emotional. Put yeah, putting on her makeup and open the window. And they asked her what she was going to do. And she said, I'm going out tonight. We're going to Captain Brian's and we're going to have dinner. I mean, they, they couldn't believe it. It was incredible. And that was That's music amazing. that was doing it. Yeah, why, why do you think that is? I, I think it just hits a chord in your brain, you know, in your heart. I th yeah, I think it's a biological. And you just you have to respond to it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, like you say, it's universal, but it's universal to the body and mind. Mm -hmm. It connects things that aren't connected. I, I actually listen to a to group. Think. I actually listen to a group that uh, their philosophy is that the human voice is another instrument. Yeah. And and it is. You know, yeah, if, if if you practice it enough, you you dedicate yourself to the craft. It it, it really is an instrument. Sure. And their philosophy is is so fascinating because it they they speak. Then, you know, they sing, but they're not actually singing words. Right. It's just certain sounds that the, the doctor that, that put it together, you know, he, he studied, let me switch the camera there. So he, he actually studied the, 
the, the sounds of certain consonants and certain vowels right. and, and how that affected certain parts of the song. Like in the chorus, there's a lot of vowels. Everything ends in a uh or a. Uh. And, and you know, it's, it's very fascinating how these people can actually sing n not even a language. You know, it's not even a language, and the songs are really, really powerful. But if you think about scat singing and jazz, yeah, it's, just, it's similar to that. I mean, you, you get the same reaction. People don't know the words, but they hear that sound, the yeah. melody, and it gets them. Yeah. Louis yeah. Armstrong, you know? Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. And there's a rhythm, and you just fall into it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is biological. I actually think it's, it's part of our evolution, is, is music. Yeah. It really is. Um, so how, how, how did music save you? How, how did it, why are you, well, why are you still here? There's, um, there were illnesses, you know, serious illnesses, and there's one particular song called Dream. I don't know who wrote it, I really should know, I can't remember. Um, Things are never as bad as they seem, is one of the lines in it. It's a gentle song, it's not a song about uh, relationships, there's no I love you, you love me, you hate me, I hate you, stuff, it's just a personal song and it just was, it just hit me. Things never are as bad as they seem, so dream, dream, dream. I mean, it's an incredible message for me. I love it. You know, I watch the smoke it. rings rise in the air. You'll find your, your memories there. It's a beautiful song. Check it out. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. But there were times where I was uh, to the point where I was overwhelmed. And that song came on and I just stayed in there. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. It's incredible to me. I didn't expect it. As a matter of fact, that song, we were at my dad's 80th birthday party here in Tampa. And his brothers and sister... Um, were there, uh, of course, the rest of the family. And my uncle asked me to sing, and I sang Dream. I came behind my aunt, and she jumped up and screamed because that's what my grandfather sang to her. I had no idea. Wow. And that just, oh, my father said that. You know, it's, it's just the reaction to it was incredible. Wow. Like, what, why, why did you decide to go into music? It's where I belong. And there's no question it's where I belong. Um, I was in musical theater, equity productions, um, and I loved it. Is that up in New York? Uh, no, no, here in, in oh, uh, here. Florida. Okay. In New York, you're kidding me, the competition's too rough. There's 900 million guys <laughs> on the internet. Um, the Golden Apple specifically, I was at, I was in St. Petersburg, uh, Gypsy Productions. Um, I, I volunteered at Venice Theater, um, Players Theater, uh, any theater that would take me, but professional theater was the Golden Apple mostly. So your and, thing is the stage? Yeah, lights, yeah. stage. You know, it's not, it's not so much for the audience, it's for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm just grateful that the audience latches onto it and enjoys it. But uh, theater was cool because I got to sing the songs that Irving Berlin wrote, Gershwin, you know, I mean, all the, all the old, old style things, but the um, Call Me Madam, Can Can, Any Get Your Gun. Uh, 1776 was a great show to be in. Nice. Um, and uh, you become the characters. That's the difference. You know, the music carries the audience and it carries the show and it pushes things forward um, rather than dialogue which is a beautiful thing too, because you don't have to sit there with somebody drone on, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, and there's dancing and happiness, you know. Uh, I did like Kajra Fall down in Venice. I had a lead in that, and that was a beautiful experience for that. Wow. Yeah, an incredible experience. And the music is gorgeous for that, that, that show. But it sustains me. It just, there's nothing else I'd rather do. I mean, I, I was a chef. I love to cook. There's four things I live for, and I can only tell you three. <laughs> nice. Food, music, and art. We'll leave the, third, the fourth one out. We'll leave it at that. But, um, and I, I enjoy them. I get into a, a, you know, like a meditative state in the kitchen. And, and, but music just makes me fly. I think that's another art form. 
Oh, without a I doubt. I think food, food is absolutely another art But form. there's a bit of work associated with that. Oh, yeah. You know? But yeah. I mean, with any art. For me, singing music, there's no work whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It just is there. Yeah. You know, there's no it's thought like second process. nature. Yeah, it's just, it's just, there's songs that I just, I'll hear for the first time, and they're in there already. Nice. I know them. I just smack the microphone one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's hereditary. Yeah, it is. It's my grandfather, my grandfather um, passed uh, Al Jolson on to me. We, my, my grandmother was in the hospital. He was a little uh, depressed. We went back to his apartment. I was maybe seven, eight years old. And I heard Al Jolson singing songs that became popular. They were popular then. He was the first Elvis, really, in the United States. Stage, radio, records, movies. He did the first talking movie. bebopping around the house, dancing, and you know, my grandfather had a thrill with it, but then he realized that there was something in there. There was just, something yeah, there. He turned me on to it, and I never forgot that. That's how, how I learned how to sing, was singing with Al Jolson on the records. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 now, I, you're, you're pretty famous for your uh, one-liners. Yeah, Let, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. You want to hear us a few of those? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, my ex-wife, she wanted to know, uh, she wanted to go on vacation. I said, try someplace you've never been. She said, yeah, the kitchen. You know. <laughs> Speaking of the kitchen, I'm cooking it so bad, everybody else has to come and get it. Might just try and eat it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we were married. I know this couple were married for 60 years. I said, uh, you know, how'd you do that 60 years? They said, well, we go out to dinner twice a week. He goes on Mondays, I go on Fridays. Nice. Let's just get to the music. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of them. Yeah. What do you call a dog with no legs? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. He's not coming anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well. Sometimes, sometimes you catch me off guard, man. <laughs> sometimes like a curveball. <laughs> I have more, but this will be a come a garage if I tell you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Henny Youngman, I, I, I worked on the stage, not with him at the same time, but I worked in shows with him and watched him, and uh, he was a genius as far as I'm concerned with timing. It's fiddle time. Candy chewing gums. Are you ready, gentlemen? My reduction, E flat. Uh. Hold up, man, walked out of a theater, walks up to the cashier. He puts the gun against it. He said, the picture was awful. Give me everybody's money back. Incredible stuff. I, I came home and I found my wife in the uh, living room with the car. I said, how'd you do that? She said, it was easy. I mean, I left it at the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's some silly shit, but his timing was incredible. <laughs> timing, that's what it's all about. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield is, you know, the best as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I saw him live. I won a contest Did in you? New York, yeah. Won a contest on the radio in New York. Nice. Uh, I won tickets. I mean, last week was rough. Are you kidding? Last week I looked up my family tree. Two dogs were using it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got to meet him after the show, which was a thrill for me. They brought me back backstage, and they, yes, Mr. Dangerfield, the contest winner. For, Who? You know, opened the door, looked me up and down. How are you? Slammed the door. That was it. Get out of here. I swear to God, it was perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. That's all the time I needed. <laughs> I swear. You didn't even get a selfie, no picture with I, him. No, there was no chance for that. No. I didn't have breasts. <laughs> you know, I didn't care. <laughs> what, what other celebrities have you? 
Ethel Merman. Yeah. Spoke with her for a good 10 minutes. That was my big thrill. There's no business like show business, like no business I know. Hello Dolly was the show. It was a record-breaking performance. It was a Wednesday matinee. And my parents brought us down, my sister and I. And I was already deep into theater, you know, into the shows. <clears throat> they brought the cake down in the middle. I stopped the show, brought the cake down. It was the longest running show at that time. And then after the show, my father was a New York City fireman, one of my heroes, and he got us backstage. Nice. And I went up to her and spoke with her. The first thing that hit me was that her costume had an odor to it, you know, body odor, and it mm -hmm. just, uh, no filter. And I, I asked her why. She explained to me that the costumes um, were washed once a week by union rules, but it had all the glass that resembled uh, diamonds and emeralds and everything on it. And she said, if they wash it, then there's a chance they fall off. They put them in different spots, and the movements change with them. You could smack something on. Really, you don't think, think about this it. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't even think about and that. I was maybe fourteen, and, I spent, and at the end of the conversation, I asked her if she, if I, she thought I could do it. Also, she said, "You never know, honey. Try." Wow. I fast forward to about five years ago, maybe at the Starlight Room. Um, I did a solo act there for two and a half years every Monday night, the Rat Pack show. Behind me was a six by four photograph of her, of Ethel Merman and Cesar Romero every time I performed. Nice. That's pretty wild. That is wild. That is pretty wild. Wow. So, and there's other celebrities I met working on, you know, working backstage up in the Catskills and stuff. But those are the two that really, Rodney Dangerfield and Ethel Merman, bang. That's, yeah, that's priceless. Saw Sinatra twice in Radio City Music Hall. Nice. Saw, saw Tony Bennett once in Radio City Music Hall. Wow. Um, Wish I could say that. Yeah, no, it was really a thrill. It really was a thrill. We, I, my daughter and I actually just came back from seeing the Rolling Stones. <laughs> they, yeah, they came to Tampa. How were they? Yeah, they were amazing. Really? They were absolutely amazing. Did they know that they were there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now the the drummer was different, obviously, because well, yeah, yeah. rest in peace. But um, who Keith Richards? Yeah, <laughs> he's almost dead. No, he's he was good. They were, they put on a really good show. I'm sure. I found a, um, a backtracks to Route 66 by the Rolling Stones yesterday. Really? I never knew they did it. No, me either. If you have a plan to motor, I mean, really, it rocks. It does a good job. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean they're they're ancient, but they. I admire it's the a classic. Album. I can't sing rock. I yeah, don't know, it's a classic. I don't know what, there's a talent in there that they do incredible work. Yeah, and he he still got moves, man. Oh yeah. Jagger still got his his moves. Yeah, there's no stopping him. Well, hopefully, you know, we can say that about you, man. Well, I'm 93, so I'm doing <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, we, we call him the old man because that, that's his character's name in the, the short film coming up. Very short film. Short film. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it was supposed to be the old lady, so, you know. I could have accommodated that. Yeah, you know. Could have done that. Could have gotten your wig and, uh, you know. <laughs> Anything to get in front of a camera. But the old man is he's not so old. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a, a young good man. Good character. He's a young man. I'm not gonna give away the ending, but he no. saves the day. Yeah. You gotta see it. 
Make sure yeah, you see it. Yeah, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Do it. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put it out there when it's done. It's straightforward. You know, seriously. Yeah. Not a, lot, not a lot of fat in it, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, oh, it's boom. nice, short, to the point. And the uh, photography is incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I mean that. that. I not because I'm that. here. You already paid me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Well, that, that was it, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, it, my pleasure. And hopefully we can get to do a lot more magic together. I wish you all the best of luck in this. Likewise. They deserve you. Likewise. Go get them, Tiger. Thank you so much, man. I'll see you soon. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks again for John Russo for coming in and, and kind of sharing his story. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he's amazing. He's very talented. And... Um, if you guys are subscribed, uh, in the, uh, like he, like we said, uh, in the interview there, um, we're going to be doing another uh, Christmas special. So for, for in December, watch out for that. Go ahead and get subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um, and then we'll be releasing it on there. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, we're at blue box digital one. Uh, and as he mentioned as well, we're actually shooting a short film called color, uh, which he's, he's part of the, part of the cast there. And uh, we, we will also be releasing that on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed, go ahead and get subscribed. Uh, we're going to be releasing it um, hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be shoot. We, ha we actually have a shoot coming up uh, the first week of December. So watch out. Um, look out for some of that behind the scenes stuff that I'm going to be posting. And other than that, th there's a ton of projects coming uh, in Blue Box. Uh, we're, we have some Blue Box shorts, uh, which are which are uh, animated uh, little short skits and, and little short, uh, funny, funny videos that are going to be posted on YouTube, um, and, and on TikTok. Uh, so if you're not following us on TikTok, go ahead and head over there now and, and follow us on TikTok at blue box digital. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be putting out a lot of original content coming up. So stay tuned. You can head over to blueboxdigital.com to check out our portfolio uh, all the work that we've done. Um, if you're interested in renting this space for your podcast, also reach out to us, uh, info at blueboxdigital.com. It's, it's very reasonable pricing. Uh, we actually have, I'll, I'll be the, um, the engineer behind the camera and, and all the lights and everything. So all you have to do is just come in, sit down, do your podcast, walk away, and then you're walking away with, with high quality, uh, podcast content. That being said, um, I think that's going to do it for us. And, and thanks again to John Russo for, for coming in and talking to us about his journey. Um, again, if, if you're going to be, if you want to be on the podcast or if you know someone that would love to be on the podcast, absolutely reach out again. I've, I've, I've given you a few, uh, a few ways of, of getting in contact with us. Again, everything is in the link and in, in the show notes, in the description there. And until next time, this has been think outside the blue box. I'm Anthony.